Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos, and I am excited, as I always am when I do this this show, because it means that I get to interview another accomplished entrepreneur. So here today, I have Carl Arnold. He is the CEO, coach, and facilitator, and Vistage Chair at Vistage International. You can learn more about Carl Arnold on his website at arnoldleaders.com. Carl, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. As I was saying offline, I really consider you very accomplished. And uh, in looking at your LinkedIn, uh, looking looking at your LinkedIn profile, I also feel a sense of compassion from you. Uh, it sounds like you're maybe at a place in your life now where you really just want to give back. So, for people that want to, for people that are learning about you for the first time, Carl, tell them a little bit about yourself and what you're up to nowadays. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was. First of all, it's great to be here. Great to have a chance to to chat with you today. Uh, you know, I've I've uh, now at the stage where I've I've built a business and sold it, and um, tried several other different businesses, and now I'm I've settled into the uh, area of CEO coaching, and I've mm. really that's something where I give it get a chance to. Uh, to help others, um, and what I love about it is that um, I'm helping others. I'm connecting with people. I've always been kind of a connector. I've always enjoyed uh, being with people, people person, and um, I'm still learning. You know, there's mm. great opportunity to learn doing what I'm doing. In, in order to help uh, the current CEOs today, you've got to be on top of your game and on what's going on, not only with technology, but with um, business uh, techniques and tools. So um, it's really been a, been a really fun journey for me to be able to uh, take what I may have learned in the past, my experiences, as well as what I'm learning now and sharing that with, with others. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. Let, let's go a little bit into your background, Carl, up until the point that you sold your business back in 1998, from what I see here. How did you get to that place of, I mean, did you start off as a CEO? You know, let, let's start with that. Like, what, yeah, is, what but, are the early you know, stages of your life look like before you made it to that point and sold your business? Well, you know, I really started out, I think, uh, I started out in the, in the hotel business. I went to a hotel restaurant management school, business school. And uh, when I grad and, and I would all, part of the deal is we always had to work in the hotel and restaurant business uh, mm -hmm. every summer. So every summer I worked in, I was a dishwasher, <laughs> a food prep person. Uh, I worked in at the Clift Hotel in San Francisco for a summer. Mm. Um, I've worked in uh, uh, Sun Valley, Idaho, and I traveled around and just did a lot of uh, different jobs in the hospitality industry. Mm. And um, finally ended up working for a company that provided hotels and restaurants 
for away from home railroad employees when they were away from home. So the, the railroads, a lot of people don't even know that there are still railroads in the United States, but they're the number one shipper of freight uh, across uh, the world right now, including all the shipping. If you took all the ship it, ships, train, uh, all the ships, planes, and trucks and added them together, uh, railroads ship more than all those combined. So mm. those guys have to have a place to sleep at night. So we had hotels that we operated and then we'd get long-term contracts to manage those for them. So I joined that company uh, after leaving the St. Francis Hotel in San Francisco. I moved over and did that and uh, had an opportunity eventually to buy out the owner uh, mm. of the company and um, when I did, um, the deal was I'd pay him out over 10 years. And in order to afford to pay him out over 10 years, I had to grow the company. Mm. If it stayed the same, I was not going to be able to pay him out. So um, I ended up doing everything I could to grow the company and uh, started out. Uh, I set up an, an outside board of advisors which was really super helpful. I brought in some consultants and did a number of things. And eventually I joined a CEO leadership group similar to the one I'm coaching right now. And that's mm -hmm. probably why I gravitated back to this because I got so much benefit. Uh, in seven years that I was in, um, it's called Vistage. And in the seven years I was in a Vistage group, um, <clears throat> grew the company from about five million in revenue to a hundred million in revenue, wow. all organically without um, having to uh, uh, make have partners and and dilute the, my ownership. So I retained one hundred percent ownership until eventually I sold in nineteen ninety eight. Mm -hmm. But I found the group was really helpful because it's a group of sixteen people that I would get together with once a month. And we would talk about what kind of issues we're dealing with. And I had issues like how to grow the company. Once mm -hmm. I started growing it, how do I deal with the growth? How do I um, uh, how do I reorganize the company to handle all this growth? And then, of course, the big problem: how do I finance and, and keep mm -hmm. it capitalized? So those are some of the big things. And then once I got all that going, uh, selling it, and I'd never sold a business before, so. I had a real sounding board to bounce information off of. If people didn't know, they typically knew somebody else uh, in the specific industry I was looking for that they could refer me to. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, that's uh, that's a little bit uh, about what happened there and, and uh, ended up growing the business in both hotels and then uh, started uh, the the railroad said uh, we need a shuttle service to move these people back and forth, and they've been using taxi cabs. And we said we can do that. Mm. So then I went back to the office and said, "How are we going to do that?" <laughs> and we figured it out, and ultimately grew with all the railroads across the United States. We started with wow. one, and we ended up with all the ones in the United States, as well as um, the two major ones in Canada. And had a Canadian office as well as a, a United States office. And um, then the railroad said, hey, we need somebody to manage our office buildings. You manage our hotels, you manage our shuttle service. 
can you do manage our office building? So we said, of course we can do that. <laughs> and I went back to the office and said, you know, how are we going to do that? You know, so uh, we figured that out and ended up uh, managing. In the end, uh, when we finally finished, we had a thousand vehicles we were managing. We owned and, and ran. We had uh, 25 uh railroad motels in Canada and about 25 in the United States and three hotels that we operated for the airlines. We eventually grew with the airlines. I kept saying, you know, we're, we're able to do it for one industry. We could probably do this on a contract basis for another. So we, wow. we started working with United Airlines and a number of the other airlines in the United States and, uh, and had 56 office buildings and that we managed and then started doing data centers and uh, so that's that's kind of how it, it all morphed and continued to grow. And uh, uh, there were a lot of times where I was going, you know, I'm not sure what I'm getting myself <laughs> into, but uh, I always managed to hire really top people. And mm. so I had a, a key executive team of five people uh, that were all really super experienced. Um, yeah. And that was uh, I always tried to hire somebody who I thought would be overqualified, and uh, they really pushed me to learn. Uh, again, I love learning, and they pushed me to learn as well as we moved through. Yeah, Carl, thank you for elaborating on that. There's some key things that I have already learned in you sharing your story. Uh, the one thing that I've learned about you is that you're very growth oriented. You're always thinking like, how can I grow this? And then of course, eventually, how can I sell it? And the second thing that you shared um, that really resonated with me, <laughs> that made me laugh for a little bit was when you said like, how are we going to figure this out? We're going to try to figure this out. And I like, I like that even though you are usually the CEO, you usually own, you know, own the, the company. You, like you said, you hired really good people. And I think, you know, it's, it, it is one thing to say like, yeah, let's figure this out as we go. But the key word is we, um, and you were able to find the right people to work with. Uh, I know that in our notes here, um, you gave some advice on hiring good employees first rather than partnering with someone. And I think that your success is a is an example of that. Can you talk a little bit more about why you think it's more important to hire employees as opposed to uh, starting out with a partnership? Sure, I'd be happy to. And back on what you were saying, I, I guess one of the things that we, I got, our group got comfortable with the uncomfortable. So <laughs> we, we'd push ourselves as far as we could and we'd try to get as comfortable as we could with that. And that mm. was continually helping us to push and grow and help that growth mentality. Um, yeah, you know, uh, one of the things that I've seen not only with my business, and I think I really just kind of lucked into that in my business, mm. um, but I've seen it also in coaching others now while I'm coaching other CEOs, is that um, people, a lot of people who are running, it, it's so lonely at the top, as they say, and mm. it's, it's actually, they say it's lonely at the top, it's lonely at the bottom. It's lonely when you're in business, mm. but particularly when you're trying to, to lead a company. And in the end, we had 3,500 employees and um, everybody has their own needs and wants and you want to satisfy them. You want to keep them motivated. You want to have a great culture. But by the same token, if you were to give parts of the company to everybody, you'd end up with with none left, you know, for yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, in order to be equitable to everyone, uh, what we ended up doing in our business was uh, 
we had a system where we compensated people for their performance, but we did not uh, issue stock. Mm. And a lot of people say, why didn't you do, you know, and, and, you know, again, I said lonely at the top. A lot of times people are looking for another partner, somebody else they can really share this with. I was lucky because I had my advisory board and I had my, my, my Vistage group and I leaned on them for that loneliness when I needed help. And mm-hmm. if I wanted to just, you know, say, Hey, I'm having a leadership problem. I could share those kinds of issues with, uh, with th- that group. Whereas sometimes with a partner, you, you're not, uh, you don't feel that you're able to necessarily do that. Also, I found that if it's, it can be very complicated setting up partners because you have to figure out what your company's worth each year mm. so that if they have to leave, you can pay them out. Um, and and uh, if they don't leave, uh, you know, when you, you add them in, you have to, you have to continually, you know, be on top of what the value of the company is. And if you're a p- private company, that's hard to do. Public companies, mm. very simple, but uh, private is is difficult, so there's a whole layer of complexity that uh, partnership adds, and um, I just found that what worked out the best for me uh, was that I compensated people well, mm-hmm. and I compensated them by performance, and even gave them a percentage of net profit. My leadership team, mm-hmm. and as well, instead, uh, and I also actually gave them a percentage. I said. If we do sell the company, I will give you X percent of the net sale price, which when I did sell it, um, everyone was compensated very well. Mm-hmm. So it was like having stock, but there was without any of the problems. In fact, I had one person that didn't work out and we had to let him go. And it turned out um, there were, you know, there was just a, like terminating an employee rather mm-hmm. than getting rid of a partner. When you have a partner, it can be really very difficult. Uh, yeah. So once you, you have a partner, it's like a marriage. You're, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a big legal, you have to have lawyers and figure that out. So that would be my, my advice would be, um, unless you, you know, there's a lot of startups and uh, internet startups and things like that. And that's probably a little bit different, but mm-hmm. uh, for a, uh, uh, a, a regular business that is uh, not not com, um, really focused a hundred percent on growth, but it's more about profitability and and scheduled growth. Then I would recommend um, not making and uh, not bringing on a lot of partners. Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of uh, a good friend of mine years ago who is a divorce lawyer, and she would always say that I'm looking to I'm looking for uh, you know couples or even business partners that are looking to dissolve the relationship because it's very much practically the same exact thing. <laughs> it, it is, and it's difficult, you know. And I, mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, it's very painful going through a divorce, painful yeah. going through a, a partnership separation. So uh, you really want to make sure you've got the right person and, and you've really put a lot of thought into it. And uh, in the end, it seemed uh, that the amount of time that you put in to trying to figure that all out, and then a lot of times the person's still not happy. 
you know, you didn't give yeah. them enough or, you know, you charge them too much or the mm-hmm. value of the company you said was too high or too low. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really, I think, um, better to just come up with some sort of a, a system. And if people are making more money, a lot of times um, that gives them a pride of ownership, especially if they know they might get some money on the end if the company is sold. And it's almost like a, like a phantom stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for elaborating on that. I'm sure for uh, CEOs or even aspiring entrepreneurs, they'll really take that into consideration and understand that a partnership is a lot like a marriage. And um, if anyone's ever been married, it's it's tough. <laughs> it can, it can have yeah. its moments and a divorce isn't any better. And so if anyone has had experience in divorce and you want to be an entrepreneur to really consider maybe just owning your business first and hiring employees as uh, Carl has elaborated here. So Carl, I know that you are a CEO coach and right now you are working with a group of CEOs in providing leadership and guidance. Can you tell us a little bit more of maybe uh, who do you consider, like who do you qualify, you know, to to be part of this coaching program of yours? Mm -hmm. Well, I have two groups. So one group is my CEO group and that's a group of uh, about 16 people Mm -hmm. who are um, businesses of five million in revenue and above, uh, or 25 employees and more. Uh, and we're looking for, uh, and we get together once a month, um, as a group, basically nine till four in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're together all day. We have, uh, thought leaders that come in speakers that talk about relevant topics like how to hire and retain good people, we might have somebody who talks about uh, stocks, uh, mm-hmm. how to, you know, ownership and sharing ownership. Or we might have somebody on even physical fitness because if you're not in good shape, uh, you're not going to necessarily be able to, to perform as well in the office as well. So mm-hmm. it's anything that might have to do with a leader uh, and, and a lot on leadership, as a matter of fact. We have a lot of, of people that talk about that and the philosophy of leadership and sales. So anyway, we have speakers. And we get together once a month to talk about our own issues that we're dealing with. And we have a whole process that we go through called mm-hmm. issue processing, where you bring your issue to the group and it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for instance, when I had my, uh, my company, one of them was, you know, how do I grow my business? You know, that's, that's always a big one. And then, uh, and then how do I capitalize my business? And th- those are big ones that, um, a lot of entrepreneurs are asking. So anyway, we go through that and we identify the issue and then we ask clarifying questions and then people give their solutions. And um, that's really something that I think is kind of the meat and potatoes of our groups. So I've got two groups of 16. One is the, um, the, the uh, 5 million and above and the other are smaller than 5 million. So it, mm-hmm. it can be, it's a combination of key executives uh, and uh, businesses and entrepreneurs and smaller businesses down, down to about $1 million in revenue. Mm-hmm. So um, those are the two groups that I have. We're based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, we've been being virtually since the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and that's um, actually worked out great because we're, we have a whole variety of different things that we can do 
on Zoom now. So yeah. uh, we've been doing that. And uh, then we'll be meeting, you know, once that's over, we'll go back to meeting in person. And the speakers come and meet with us in person. Right now they're doing it online again. But uh, so that's uh, that's pretty much how that works. It's through an organization called Vistage. Mm-hmm. And Vistage has been around actually for 60 years. Wow. And I was in a Vistage group when I had my business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got a tremendous amount of value out of it. When I sold my business, uh, I took some time off. Uh, after I took the time off, I wanted to go back and do something. I had an opportunity to work in finance, which I'd always had a, a strong interest in. And I worked at Morgan Stanley and a number of other places. And um, this had reached out to me and said, would you start a new group in the San Francisco Bay Area? So uh, I said, great. Yeah. And then <laughs> starting three groups now. Wow. So, um, Not just one, but three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're having a lot of fun. And, uh, uh, you know, one of the things I'd say that we really look for in our members is uh, that they uh, are willing to think out of the box uh, that they're willing to try new things. They'll actually implement things if if they commit to doing something. They'll follow through and do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are some of the things. People that are know-it-alls and uh, want to just kind of talk but not listen are mm-hmm. probably not a good fit for mm-hmm. our group. Yeah, awesome. Well, Carl, thank you so much for taking some time with me today to share a little bit about your background and some wisdom of what it's like to be a CEO and the businesses that you've ran, grew and sold. And now, you know, you are serving, um, you are serving fellow entrepreneurs or specifically CEO coaches. Do you have any, any final thoughts that you want to share with our fellow business owners or entrepreneurs that are listening to the thoughtful entrepreneur? Well, yeah, thank you. I think that, uh, I would just say that from my experience, if a uh, person is growing their business or building a business, um, they are at a distinct disadvantage if they're not in some kind of a peer group mm. like the one I'm leading right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's there's a number of them that are out there. It's worth checking those out. Um, mine is uh, through, again, Vistage and my uh my website is Arnold Leaders, www.arnoldleaders.com. And uh, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'd love to talk with, with um, CEOs that might be interested in um, learning more about a, a peer group that uh, could help them with their leadership. Fantastic. So once again, we have Carl Arnold, Carl Arnold the CEO, coach, facilitator. CEO, coach, facilitator, and Vistage chair at Vistage International. And again, his website is arnoldleaders.com if you want to learn more about Carl. Carl, thank you again so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure having you today. Well, you're quite welcome. And thank you for having me. It's been really fun chatting with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. 
We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.